In the fast-paced world of today's marketplace, are you looking at your business and wondering, what will it take to get known and drive traffic? This is Your Business Matters Show, the place where your host, Kevin Yoon, shines the spotlight on industry leaders to discover the power of business matters to share the insight that can positively impact your bottom line. Success is not about knowing your business matters. It is what you're doing with what you know. Turn up the sound and get ready for Your Business Matters Show. Here's your host, Kevin Hune. Increasing profits with simplicity. Is that even possible? As a business owner, you know the foundation to success for your business means more than, you know, make more than you spend. But if it were easy and people actually knew it and how to do it, why is it the statistic 80% of businesses failing or shutting down within the first five years so high? Well, my goal on this show is to help you in your business so that the numbers don't have to be difficult. Now, to do that, I brought on a special guest who has helped entrepreneurs and companies for 25 years with building their profitability. Jason Withers is one of less than 70 certified profit first professional coaches worldwide. He specializes in driving profit growth in ambitious entrepreneurial and owner-managed businesses. Jason is a graduate from Liverpool John Moores University, and over the years, his roles in businesses have been a hybrid mix of CFO, business growth coach, and consultant. Today, Jason brings his strategic and tactical approach to transform your profitability and create clarity around the numbers. Jason Withers, thanks for coming on today. Good to be here. Thanks very much for having me on the show today. Now, when we spoke, Jace, you said something a little while ago to me that made me realize there's a better way to look at the bottom line. You said simplicity, and I, it kind of got me thinking. I went, simplicity, profit, like, okay, so let's dive into this. So tell me about how a business owner can run this part of their business with simplicity. <laughs> okay, let's, let's start with the, um, with the age-old analogy, shall we? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's it's really just the same when it comes to the profitability piece for me. Um, there's a ton of great businesses out there, and they are typically entrepreneurial-led. They are thinking thinking as you go, doing things as you go, and as it happens. But what that tends to mean is we're kind of busy doing hashtag all the things, and there is a tendency for people to do that. And we try a bit of this, and we try a bit of that, and we think, oh, there's the next thing. I'll get on to that. What we don't actually do is stand back from that and realize that there's only three things that will ever drive profit in a business. The first one of those is sales, the second one is margin, and the third one is overheads. So immediately we go from this great big construct of a thing called a business, and we say, okay, there's only three parts to it. What do I need to do in each of these, these three areas to change my profit? Now, All right, say them again. Let's let's say them again. Hold on. Let's say it again okay. to make sure our audience heard that. Three pieces. Okay. That it's only the three. Look how simple this is. I'm uh, starting off right away. <laughs> there are only three things that will ever change the profitability in any business. The first of which is sales. Clearly, we need sales to exist as a business. We need that flow of revenue. The second one that comes under that is margins. So what we're really looking at there is all the direct costs, as we would say, that go into those sales. So if you are a firm of contract electricians, it will be your direct labor out there actually doing that work. If you manufacture a product, it will be your raw materials. So margin is that second piece. And the third piece, of course, is our overheads or our expenses, however we choose to term and classify that. So sales, margin, 
overhead. And they, right. they typically are, there's three strategies for what it's worth, but it helps yep. us drive things very specifically in a very focused way that means we can look specifically at what, we to do, what we're going to do to grow our sales and ultimately which areas of our, of our revenue are the most profitable. We look at our margin. Can we cut down raw materials costs? Are we employing too many people, for example? And then, of course, overheads. Are we just spending money for the sake of spending money? Or does the money that we spend actually have purpose and help us drive and sustain profit in our business? So it is simple. Um, unfortunately, though, it's a piece of uh, education that is that is lacking for many business owners. And there's a simple reason for that. It's because business owners are good at the thing that they do. They're not typically great financial people. They tend to be salespeople, marketeers. And so I'm as a, good, a result, I'm a good chef. I know how to make a great see, meal, see, right? There you go. We're all good at something, but numbers tends right. to fall down the list for entrepreneurs right. and business owners, despite the fact we know that they're important in our business. All right. So that simple process. So why don't businesses really make as much profit as they could or they should based on saying, let's say they've got a good product. They know the customer needs it or a marketplace needs it. Right. And they're solving the problem. And what and we've and listen, there's a ton of shows that are on TV. And I use these as an example. Shark Tank, Dragons Den. Right. And you hear this and you'll say, oh, so the dragons or the sharks will say, you know, so. Um, uh, you know, how much money you made? And they'll go, oh, a million dollars. And they'll go, great. So, you know, what's your kind of your take home or what's your profit? And they'll go like, you know, $500. And they and they all sit back and they go, what? Like, <laughs> what the heck are you doing from, you know, yeah. the million dollars to like 500 bucks, right? So let's talk about that for a second. You know, what, why is it that, you know, not as much profit is made and where maybe the head should be? So I, I would say there, there are three principal reasons for me. The first is that missing piece of education, that it actually is just about sales margin and overhead as a core idea. The second thing is we don't actually tend to prioritize profit naturally, despite the fact that for everyone who's in business, it is a, it's a commercial non-negotiable, really. But we don't actually prioritize it. We're busy building the business. We're busy trying to serve people. We're busy trying to make the impact. And we sort of end up in this position where we where we end up saying, OK, I've got what I've got, i.e. the five hundred dollars that you just mentioned left out of this enormous, enormous business or enterprise. And that then gets us to a place where we start thinking, well, what on earth am I doing? I'm really being incredibly busy and not seeing the return out of this business. And it it comes to us in lots of different ways. But typically there, there tends to be whether it's a bad year, a bad month, something tends to be the catalyst that suddenly tunes our brains into the idea that actually we're not really prioritizing profit or our own pay as business owners within that business. Um, the third one then really for me is about the fact that business owners have a goal. Um, and this is, it's a great time to be doing the show to be fair, because we've just been through that, that enormous swathe of posts through social media, LinkedIn and so on, where people have talked about what are your plans for next year? And now we've got into January and the new year, people are now reflecting on that. We've finished a month and people are going, OK, I'm not necessarily where I thought yeah. I'd be at the moment. Better start putting the work in. So what right. we find is, is that people set goals, but they don't actually create the plan that sits underneath it to achieve the goal. So we end up with this sort of void in the middle where, again, things happen and we end up with what we end up with. That is the beauty of something like Profit First, because Profit First takes the goal 
and that provides the plan. It gives us the metrics that we're going to use to move profit in a business from one level to another, that we will intentionally increase owner's pay from one level to another, that we will intentionally set money aside for tax, that we will create a plan to reduce operating expenditure as the quarters go by. So it's these sorts of things. So, yes, it's quite a common one, actually. We have this great big goal in front of us, but don't really have a plan, nor the accountability, in fact, to keep us attached to keeping in line with, with our own goals. Right. And there's, um, there's kind of a myth, I think, in the marketplace that uh, someone goes, oh, you know, my accountant knows my numbers. I thought I'll leave it to him like or her. Right. Like like it's OK. They they know what's going on. I've just got to do my thing. Like I got to make that meal because I'm the chef or I'm going to, you know, run the cable because I'm the electrician. Right. So let's talk about that myth, because I think, you know, and I've heard this many times is you got to know your numbers. And I don't think and I'm guilty of it myself. I go, do I really know my numbers? Like, you know, I kind of put the mirror on myself and go, oh, shoot, maybe I, you know, I'm glad you're on the show because it's got me thinking as a business <laughs> owner, right? Let's dive into that a bit. So, so some of the myths maybe that are, that are out there. So I, I think one of the core things for me is we, we don't actually value our own knowledge as business owners just because it's not the thing that we think is front and center. Because it is our business, we are, we're more invested in our business than anybody else. Consequently, right. we are much closer to, to many more things in our business than we actually believe we are. And the financial end of it becomes quite a clear distinction because people think, oh, I must have an accountant. Oh, I need someone to work out my tax for me. Oh, I don't want to pay any tax. Those sorts of things are quite natural. But there was a, there was a survey done in the UK a couple of years ago, and the first question was, who do you turn to as a business owner for advice? 76% of the respondents said their accountant, and yet only 23% of those people ended up saying that they were actually satisfied with the advice that they received. Oh my God! So, so, so oh where is where, so so where so where is the gap in the middle? It comes out of this idea that we we choose to push away and look to force something onto another party. That party being the accountant. The reality is a lot of people only engage with their accountant potentially once a year. And consequently, there is all this spread of time that all these Income other things time. are going on. Yeah, absolutely. So we think that our accountant is the best place person to do our numbers. And yet, actually, they are only ever going to be the recipient of whatever we give them, be that in the proverbial shoebox or, or supermarket carrier bag. Um, or more structured, you know, cloud accounting is everywhere now, plenty more people trying to do their own accounts and so on. We are we giving them a snapshot at a point in time. But certainly here in the UK, you know, we don't have to file accounts for nine months until after the year end. So, again, time has moved on and we are asking them to provide a picture and a view on our business that could be way out of date by the time they ever actually see anything. So consequently, we, we have this, this, the time lag is one big thing, but also there is a reality to it. Many accountants work in, for, quite frankly, in solopreneur world as well. Not many right. people choose to afford big multi-partner firms of accountants. Yes, as more established businesses, yes, there are reasons why you would definitely want to do that. But in solopreneur world, we're left with something where someone has a technical piece of training and understanding. And yes, they're used to looking after their own business. But the myth comes in that this makes people think that because they have a spread of clients, they understand how all of those different businesses work as well. 
And yet here we are, we've got a time lag problem layered on top of someone who isn't used to being involved in actually running other businesses. So um, a little anecdote for you. Um, years ago, working in a company, we'd had a lot of, of building refurb work done. And um, there, there had been a lot of money spent, to be fair. And the, these were in the days where you had to have an audit um, for businesses of, of, a, of a low level turnover size. And um, the, audit, the auditor came in, did his testing and said, um, OK, let's have a look at some of this stuff you've bought then. Um, I see you spent quite a lot of money on carpet. Can I have a look at that, please? My response, you're standing on it. And it's that moment in time where you realize that there is a great requirement for technical accuracy and understanding in some of these areas. But there is that little real world piece which might just be lacking in the background. So it's really trying to join these dots up. And I also believe fundamentally as business owners, we should take responsibility for the numbers in our business. Now, if that means that your current engagement with an accountant is on an annual basis, make it quarterly. Force the issue with them, ask for the meeting, take responsibility right. for it. At least that way they will become more involved in your business. They will have a better flavor of what is going on and where you are, what's going on in your head, what do you think the next thing is. It makes the conversation much more contextual at the very least at that stage. Yep, so, yeah. yeah, and in, so here in the show, like I like to give people like takeaways, right? So you kind of tipped yep. on one. What are some other things that, First thing maybe somebody should do, maybe like a one, two, three, here's what you need to do to start increasing profitability. Let's talk about it from that perspective. Okay, two, two very simple things. Profit first is really, it's, it's a cash management system, but it is designed to create a profitable business. And it's designed to create a profitable business from A, day one, and B, your very next deposit. Now, what that really means is, is that we are now looking not into the, the, I'll say, the traditional accounting world of a profit and loss account and balance sheets and cash income statements and all these other weird and wonderful things that we tend to shy away from as business owners. But it works in tune with our own behavior. In the modern era, business owners, private individuals, we look at our bank balance on an app on our phone. We, we don't go and print off a profit and loss account. We don't or go, go to the bank. Sheet. Or go to the bank for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. We, we look at a bank balance on our phone. So one of the things that we have, it almost comes back to the lack of prioritization of profit in our business. Open a bank account and of all of the cash that you receive in, put 1% into that bank account. Immediately, you will transform what profit looks like in your business. But that's a behavioral response. So mm. we are training ourselves even at that 1% level. And people will say, but 1% doesn't add up to very much. It does. But the whole point about Profit First creating the plan to achieve your goal is we're not going to leave it at 1%. With the accountability piece and proper planning, we're going to move 1% to 2% to 3% to 5% and so on until we right. start doing that goal. Now, what we do is we do that with your owner's pay account as well. So now we start actually making sure that you prioritize paying yourself and getting return out of your business with your profit. So that for me is, it's a, it's a simple thing to do. Open an account, 1% separate, keep it away. Temptation is a big problem for oh. business owners. Hey, there's a hundred bucks in there, I'll just, grab it. There's 500 bucks in there, I'll grab just, it. Just, just move the money to a different place. Love it. You know, so that's, that's actually, that, that's the first. those are cool. Those are cool because you, it's funny you say that. The minute 
you started saying it, what flashed in my head is it's like working out. Like start at five minutes a day, go for a walk. Like yeah. think of the relevancy of that, right? So you go, okay, what is it? It's a behavioral change, right? Instead of going Absolutely. and having a pop or a coffee or a, a donut or whatever, you're going to go for a walk. So you do five minutes. And then, I don't know, a month, two months, six months, you go, okay, I'm going to make it 20 minutes. I'm going to make it an hour or whatever. That's the same mindset that you bring totally. to the profitability, right? I love it. Totally. I love it. Totally. All right. It's, it's, it's about this one. Yeah, profit you're right. This is, is about habits. It. It's habit and behavior. Profit is not an event. It's habit and behavior. Oh, I like and that. It's not an event. That's no. that's good. I like it's, that. it's going on all the time. So let's make it a natural part of our behavior. Now imagine looking at the app on your phone and saying, oh, in my profit account, I've got money. That's mine. It's been dealt with. And yes, you have your other current account. And, and yes, clearly in terms of structuring for a business, it goes a bit deeper than that. But fundamentally, simple step that everyone could take today, separate account, 1%. Um, second thing, um, cost reduction. Go and look at the subscriptions that you're paying for in your business, be it monthly or annually, <laughs> and work out. There you go. That's the face that says Shame. <laughs> so, so. Uh, I did this for myself in January as one of my early January tasks. Yep. Two and a half thousand dollars of subscriptions cut out. Like, think about that for a minute. Two and a, like, we're not talking like ten bucks. A couple of thousand dollars. And this, I mean, that was that was over the course of a year, but that was made up of a range of different things. That was marketing things, that, and groups and hubs and things that I was subscribed to. There was a professional subscription in there. There is stuff everywhere and actually working out what we do need and what we're using becomes part of the efficiency of how we learn to earn a profit but all of a sudden we can immediately see how one percent away into a profit account a simple change like that to drop that expense level it's not difficult to drop expenses in a business most businesses can chop ten percent out I'll say, without thinking about it. Yes, you might need a little bit of self-encouragement or accountability within that process, but by and large, there is money that we all waste. And there we go, there's my own story as someone who concentrates my world on profit saying, two and a half thousand dollars gone. So wow. these, are, these are simple steps. And to be fair, it didn't take me that long to do. Set yeah. an hour aside, you will, it's almost like the reverse idea. You will earn more in that hour by doing that piece of work than you probably will by charging a client. Right. All right. So somebody's and if, listening. And, and, and if, yeah. And go if your rates are $2,500 an hour, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Somebody's listening going, you know, that's fine, Jason, but, you know, you know, can I do this? Like, I'm at a loss. Like, I, you know, or I think I am. Like, I'm carrying debt, you know, credit card debt. I got loans. You know, I got a seasonal business like that's sure. nice for you, but it doesn't work for me. Let's let's talk a little bit about can I put in profit first based on that kind of mindset or that situation? <laughs> uh, yes, is the answer. And funnily enough, I, I mentioned earlier on there, ten, there tends to be a moment in time where people wake up to the idea that they have to do something different about money in and around their business. Um, you know, it can be an event. It could be. Um, a client not paying you, and all of a sudden that was the money that you were relying on to cover that tax bill out, for example. Straight, very A to B type example there. Yeah. But it tends to come in certain times, and the moment that you realize, yes, you think you are in loss, yes, you do realize credit card debt is not sustainable, you realize that you are using your credit card 
to fund purchases of things that you know in your heart of hearts you can't really afford. This is this tends to be one of those catalytic moments for people. And it is the moment where people are actually prepared. You meant you used the word earlier on. This is the first real piece of work in Profit First. It's the mindset moment of saying, I need to change this. I can't do this like this anymore. Something has to change. Something has to give. So, yes, they are they are classic times where it's a great time to start using profit first and implementing profit first. If you think about it and the concept of carrying debt in a business like that, still move that 1% away. The business won't fundamentally miss that 1% of cash, but it will start to create the behavioral habit that when we start actually applying the theory to how we crush debt and the way in which we do that, it makes a lot more sense. It has purpose. There is intention behind it. There is habit and behavior behind it as a method. It's all doable, and no, it won't mean that you'll clear your debt overnight. It is a process, but the accountability within that process and being guided um, and supported through that process is important. But at the same time as you're doing that debt reduction piece, we also know that you're doing the good stuff of moving the profit and the owner's pay piece up as well and saving that bit in the middle for tax. So, yes, they are, they are good times for people to say, OK, I've got to make a change here. Something needs to improve and I need a bit of help and structure to make that happen. Great time to get profit first implemented in the business. So, so let's just kind of dive into a situation. Somebody's been running a business a couple of years, uh, three, four staff members. You know, things are going along their way and they know that, you know, they've been hearing just double your price. Just charge more. Just char You'll make more money. Just charge more. What's kind of your thought on that focus of just ah, just up your price? <laughs> um, context as much as anything so um, yes brick and mortar businesses totally different business model to an online entrepreneur world scenario yeah. um, and that really is about the range of different things that you can do look at think about and so on but the approach is fundamentally the same um, I was actually writing something earlier on today that was in response to someone who had posted on, on Facebook and they had talked about building a business, not just growing revenue. Now, that makes my heart sing because there is no guarantee that putting more revenue into, into a business will actually make you more profitable. Supposing you sell more of the thing that actually loses you money. All that, do, all that does is make a loss bigger. Mm. So revenue for revenue's sake is, from my own perspective, and experience is not a good way to go. Yes, people want to grow revenue in their business. Yes, that should help improve a bottom line, but it isn't a de facto statement that more revenue will increase profitability. There will be certain things, product lines, services, that will deliver more to the bottom line in a more efficient way than just the process of doubling your revenue for the sake of argument. However, one thing that I would say is, if you ask the question a slightly different way and say, what does it take to double my profit in my business? Now, that is something that tends to take very small changes, believe it or not, and doesn't require the doubling of revenue. So this is it's it's one of the metrics. It uses that sort of compounding mechanism that we're all used to hearing about interest on annuities and savings and those sorts of things. Similar kind of principle. Um, but typically. 
um, very small single digit changes to that sales margin overhead number generally will will double someone's profit. Yes, there's context to that as well, but um, it doesn't have to be the case that people need to double their revenue to get a much better result on the bottom line. Again, okay. comes back to the structure, strategy and tactics behind it. All right. So th this is me personally, but I've been, I don't know, for a few years, I kind of got this thing in my head. Cash flow is king. Like if you're going to do anything in your business focused on cash flow, very different from focusing on profit. Like what's kind of your thoughts on that and maybe help me like decipher things in my own head because I think I might even be trying to mix apples and oranges. You know what I mean? Like so like I've been told, oh, it's all about cash flow. That's the key to your business. But you just said something earlier, which is great. If you increase the revenue on the thing that's costing you more money, you're just like you're you're just raising the bar of problems for yourself kind of thing right maybe just talk a little bit about kind of cash flow as a as a focus or you know good bad and different whatever so one of the um one of the things that really makes me say profit first although it is called profit first it is all to do with what we call the primacy effect of focusing on profit but the reality is it is a cash management system and that is also about how entrepreneurs behave. We think about the money in our bank account. We don't think about a profit and loss statement or an income statement per se. So conceptually, cash, you either have it or you don't. There's no blurring of the lines. There's nothing about timing of this and timing of that cash. You either have it or you don't. So the way that it basically works is we look at that cash coming in to an income account and we basically distribute the cash typically twice a month sometimes monthly depends on the business structure and setup and, and how the business operates but typically twice a month in a very precise rhythm that basically tells us whether or not we have a business that's sustainable because by prioritizing profit and owners pay and tax over operating expenses if there's no money left to pay operating expenses there is something wrong or not enough to cover them all out and it gives us a very quick indication of where something needs to change. So no need for complex cash management systems in that kind of way. We take what we have, we allocate accordingly. It will give us the signs and the clues, but it will also give us the signs and the clues about profit as a whole in our business. And what this really means is we're taking, I'll say the, the, the accounting and the profit equation that we've all been brought up on of sales minus expenses equals profit, and we're turning that on its head because in that instance, profit is the last thing that we see. We think it's all about sales and then just serving everybody else to pay all this money out of our business, be that staff or suppliers, of course. Right. What we do with profit first is we turn it around. Sales minus profit equals expenses. So profit becomes the primacy effect. We see and recognize it first. Expenses get left to the end. Consequently, we get to look at the cash coming into our business what it gets allocated to in a specific order and that helps guide our business and keep our cash flow intact but most importantly what it also does is it helps us achieve that plan because this is how we plan for a business through profit first to change those metrics and numbers to get things more in balance to where they should be relative to the size of our business oh i love it I, we're going to end the show on that because that is exactly <laughs> it's it's it really is it's like I'll call it, it's the pay me first kind of thought process. I'm simplifying so. it, right? But we started this show saying it's simple, simplicity, you know, profit. And you've just done it. I mean, you've made, you've made me realize, I'm sitting there thinking, 
I teach business owners all the time, all different things. I'm not the CFO financial guy, but from a business perspective, you know what? Take care of you, which is what kind of like working out has been doing for me. It's like, take care (laughs) of me. I can now take care of others, right? Because I'm healthy. I'm okay. And that's really what profit is, is health of the business. Oh, man, I love it. Jason, how can people find out, Jace, more about what you do and uh, and get in touch with you and, uh, you know, hopefully bring you on board because I think you can help them for sure. Very simple and and obviously would love to help people do that. Um, Two different ways, either through the website, which is jasonawithers.com. You can find me there and there are obviously links for contact and so on, downloads and all the rest of it available there. And then through social media, both through Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, people can just message me through the uh, through the handle at Jason A. Withers. It's the same for all three platforms. You'll find me across those through. Just send me a direct message. Would love to talk to people. Awesome. Jason, final words. What would you leave people with? Numbers are not nearly as difficult as you think. And get that 1% set away in a different account. Numbers can be simple. Just focus on that cash income, prioritize where it goes, and think about you as the business owner first. Uh, I'm taking it for red here that you're thinking about your customers all the time, of course. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Love it, Jason. Thanks for joining me today. Great show. A lot of, oh my God, nuggets that just got me thinking. The mindset has been changed. We are looking at this. (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks very much, Kevin. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Your Business Matters show, a production of Be Your Best Today. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, and we'll catch you next time.